Meridian. It's a pleasure to be here. We're with uh, Meridian Live, as we call it. This is our podcast, and uh, we're. I would like to welcome everybody to hear a little bit more about this exciting program. I'm here with uh, Najid uh, Kassam, who is uh, joining us as part of a program of, of really leaders in uh, uh, digital exchange, but. That means really leaders that are trying to look at how technology can strengthen the delivery of services and solving problems for people with government. And uh, hopefully we can learn something in the United States from Canada's been at the forefront of a lot of innovation in this. So welcome. Thank you. I mean, I guess first thing is maybe we could hear a little bit about um, Kila and yourself and how you came. to be uh, interested in this particular issue, so it's 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 a it's an interesting question. Um, firstly, I just want to say thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here in the United States with the State Department at Meridian. Um, also, on behalf of Canada, it's always an honor to represent Absolutely. our great country, um, our closest uh, partner, supply, biggest trading partner, trading partner, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also a country that shares a lot of our own beliefs and, and a, lot, a lot of our core ideals of democracy. And that's actually exactly the reason that I'm here and involved in this issue. Um, I was I worked in the Senate when I was younger as an intern and then a little bit of, as a staffer. I care about democracy, but where I feel like democracy in its entirety and how tech and the digital world can engage and strengthen democracy doesn't just limit itself to government. And so now working with as at a tech company that builds civil society tools, tools to help strengthen that element of democracy, I think, I hope my perspective here is a little bit different from some of the other mm-hmm. government delegates, you know, that sort of challenging assumptions, um, pushing people that understand that this technology can strengthen democracy, not just on the service delivery you know, mm-hmm. picking up your veterans check or renewing your sure. car uh, license plate, but also in the greater sense of that understanding of democracy. Yeah, I think that people frequently view democracy as either just simply an election mm-hmm. or a mechanism mm-hmm. uh, of governing, but really it stands for a lot more than that Absolutely. And, and a feeling of inclusion and participation. Tell me a little bit about your your business and your platform sure. and, and what does it actually do? It's a good question. Um, and if I had a really great answer, I'd probably sell more of them. Um, but I do have a decent answer. So we're a, we're a for-profit social enterprise, okay. a certified B Corp. Uh, and we it's called Kila. And we build technology for nonprofits. So uh, we build project management, program delivery, CRM tools mm-hmm. for small organizations. And I think it's really important to emphasize the small organization side of it, because not unlike the private sector, you see a great disparity between large institutions like Amnesty International or, you know, Doctors Without Borders or these sort of behemoths in the sector and the little guy, the person Mm -hmm. who's tutoring kids in, uh, you know, uh, disadvantaged parts of cities or who are, are connecting farmers in mm-hmm. in trade um, or, or conferences or whatever sure. it might be. And those little guys, as we like to call them, um, are, are really disadvantaged with regards to technology. If it's anything like business, you know, it's small businesses accountable for many more of the jobs that you need. Absolutely. I'm sure there are plenty of organizations out there that are doing great work mm-hmm. and they need the tools to be more effective. And you hit the nail on the head right there. 75% of nonprofits in the United States, and our biggest client base actually is the United States, are small. Mm-hmm. So 75, that's 1.2, 1.3 million organizations 
who don't have the efficiency tools that can help them and leverage do great work. Yeah. They do good work. They just operate really inefficient, really inefficiently. And so our strategy is to democratize access to management and administrative tools for the nonprofit sector because the sector is incredibly inefficient. So Canada is an interesting country because it's obviously a, a very developed, advanced country, but it's also a melting pot mm -hmm. for you know many cultures and um, has people from all over the world Absolutely. in their educational system, Absolutely. et cetera, and has the benefit of that really yep. to refresh the society. But you're on a program here with people from countries from all kind of, all Absolutely. over the world. What is, what, what is, what's the takeaway that you might have in terms of anything that sort of surprised you or that you, you, know, you weren't expecting or that you learned? From being with these people from all over the world. Well, I think Canada's great, maybe not greatest, but one of our greatest strengths as a country is that we are a pluralist society. In fact, the strength of our democracy, of our institutions, of our education, of our businesses is the fact that we draw on this inspiration, this creativity, and this knowledge from all around the world, and we make it Canadian, right? And that's the and it's so it's so great to be here as a Canadian because I can I'm a living example of that. You know, my parents are from England and grandparents are from East Africa and great grandparents are from South Asia, but I'm just Canadian. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this program where you get to meet incredible people of different ages, of different um, careers, of different uh, obviously countries is just an example of reinforcing that pluralism. You draw from their creativity, their ideas, you borrow, steal, whatever you want to call it from their inspiration and doing working sessions like we did today, having these conversations, whether it's at dinner or in these formal sessions. You can play on those ideas and you can you can really learn from them and the hope is to take them away we have a you know and, and talk to government talk to private sector and to, to use that inspiration to build those communities especially in an increasing globalized world so is 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 uh canada from talking to your counterparts mm -hmm. in the program, is, is the canadian government more of a catalyst and less of an obstacle than what some of these other people are facing I think we fall somewhere on the spectrum. Not we're not the best, and we're not the worst. Mm -hmm. uh, we're definitely not the best, and I'm mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think any Canadian politician would tell you we are. I think there's a lot of room. We've seen some examples of successful tech implementation on the government side, and we've seen some ch more challenging ones. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I used to live in, on in Ontario and Toronto, and the rollout of public health records electronically, right, actually added a lot of value. The problem was it, there was it was ripe with. It inefficiency problems, budget issues, etc. And so if you ask the general public, you know, they're going to cite EEE -E -E records for sure, you know, right. but they're also, we're also doing it. We're trying it. We're iterating, we're learning and coming to these kinds of sessions where they're, and we have a representative from the Ontario government here actually. Mm -hmm. So you get that opportunity to, to learn from that, to hopefully do better. And, and for those of us in the private sector and those of us who are private citizens, it's an opportunity to learn and to take this knowledge and push mm -hmm. our elected officials and our bureaucrats to do more and to do better. So I think I know the answer to this, but I wanted to get your take on the idea of, of doing well and doing good at the same time, mm -hmm. which is, you know, your business is mm -hmm. in, in effect has to generate revenue. Absolutely. But you're, you, at its core, it strikes me that you're also trying to improve the human condition. Absolutely. And how do you see those, the, those two things living uh, together? Well, I, I, I'm a lawyer and I'm going to cite a Supreme Court decision. Uh, in, in a couple of cases, one of them is called Peoples in Canada. The Supreme Court actually talked about how a stakeholder to the benefit of a business, so the board owes a duty to, is actually society. It's not just shareholders, yeah. it's not just employees. It's something more than that. 
So central to Canadian corporate law, which is very similar to Delaware's corporate mm-hmm. law structure, is that idea is there's something more. Right. And I use that because I think no Bay Street or Wall Street lawyer can tell me, well, you don't know what you're talking about. I do, and the Supreme Court does too. Mm-hmm. To me, for us to make our democracy better and to make our economy better, we need to find a way to make, you know, making money. And I'm a staunch capitalist. Don't, you know, don't take that away from me but also to, to better the human condition. And in fact, you find that the value added on the human condition side, if you want to bifurcate it, ends up adding economic value too. Yeah, and I think that's something that Americans can really learn from mm-hmm. and about because I think in our country, which is obviously has you know, a great corporate tradition, mm-hmm. but there's this, there's this view of you know perhaps corporations living over here yeah. and societies and people and communities living over here. Yeah. And I think that really that's sort of it's not a binary choice but but the rhetoric has has sort of evolved that way and uh and that might just be a paradigm of thought it might actually not mean a whole lot practically it may or may not but it might just be beginning that conversation or moving the needle so to speak yes exactly and and uh, And look we don't we don't we're a startup we're not profitable yet mm -hmm. but there is there are companies ben and jerry's being a great example of Mm -hmm. one it's a a certified b corp it has strong social conscience and they're killing it financially, yeah, yeah. right? So let's not pretend this, you can't, and, and it's an ice cream company. Like this sure. is not, you know, so it is possible. Yeah, and I think there's in, I believe in Denmark, uh, there's, or the Netherlands, Carlsberg Beer is a foundation that, that takes its profits or mm-hmm. a large percentage of them, plows them into social programs. And it's very interesting. That, and you're that, building a consumer sure. base. I was sitting with the head of CSR from Pepsi, or mm-hmm. one of the heads of CSR from Pepsi in New York. Uh, there, he's on our advisory board. And he said to me, Najid, think about it. If you help a community come out of struggle, you're building a client base. You're building your own market. And you're also doing the right thing. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, why wouldn't you? And that goes to that kind of blending of the two things. And they're, they're, they're certainly not uh, mutually exclusive. Yeah. Well, Najid, thank you very, very much. Thank you for your time. And good luck. And thank you. Uh, congratulations on the honor of being selected for the Thank program. you. Really appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Live at Meridian.